Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Two Way Podcast. Uh, we have Chase Kacher with us, and we're going to be ranking the top 10 wide receivers in the NFL. Now, this is current, um, and let's just dive right into it. Chase, who do you have coming in at your number 10 spot? Look, for me, uh, for some people, it might be kind of a sleeper, um, but I actually got Allen Robinson the second from the Chicago Bears. Um, if you look at his stat line with a QB like Mitchell Trubisky, he's still able to make things happen. Um, his QB is so lackluster, cannot see the field, um, can barely complete passes, but Allen Robinson is able to make those diving and incredible catches. Um, if you look at his stat line, 2019 season stats, 98 receptions, 1,147 yards, seven touchdowns, and 11.7 average, uh, average yards per reception. Uh, look, the Bears record may not have shown it, um, but Allen Robinson was still able to put together a great season despite the fact that Mitchell Trubisky looked like one of the worst quarterbacks in the league at points in time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we both really love Allen Robinson. I have him one spot higher coming in at number nine, um, and I, I truly think he is the best uh, wide or most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. Um, and, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit more when I get to him, but for me coming in at number 10, I have Chris Godwin. Um, and Godwin, you know, last season he really emerged um, as, you know, an absolute beast in the league. He was third uh, in, of wide receivers as far as yards um, in the season. And he, you know, he, out, he outproduced Mike Evans last year. I mean, we can all agree with that. Um, but that being said, you know, Godwin does play in the slot. And Mike Evans has taken on those number one corners. And, you know, that's going to bump Evans up for me and Godwin a little bit down. Um, so I, think, I truly do think Godwin is t- a top ten. Uh, wide receiver and I had him over guys who barely missed my list like Amari Cooper, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kenny Galladay, Adam Thielen, guys like that. Um, But Chase, who do you have coming in at your, your number nine? So for me, number nine, um, I got Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, a lot of people will say he's overrated, but if you actually look at the stat line, every season in the NFL, he's at over 1,000 yards um, receiving. And Looking on the, at the quarterbacks he's had, yes, he's had Eli Manning, but he did not have a prime Eli Manning. He had a lackluster Eli Manning, and he also has lackluster Baker Mayfield. Um, but with that being said, he's still able, able to put up great numbers. Last season, 74 receptions, 1,035 yards, four touchdowns, and 14 yards per reception on average. So, look, everybody says he's overrated, but I don't see what they're really talking about, to be honest with you. Um, look, I mean – he may not have the height. He may not have the weight, but he's still able to get it done uh, coming out of LSU. So with that being said, and now they're saying he's a hundred percent healthy. So we shouldn't see a next level Odell Beckham jr. Next season. Um, I don't expect him to be, I don't, I wouldn't expect him to be this low. Um, I know he went over 1000 yards last season, but I wouldn't say he's only 35 yards above that mark. Um, I'd say, I'd say he goes for over 1300 yards next season. Um, so with that being said, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, not overrated, definitely not. He's still young, youngish, 27. Um, but look, with him being healthy, I would watch out for the opposing defenses. Yep. So, I mean, OBJ is the guy that I have slightly higher, not too much, not uh, only a slight bit higher, but I do have him a little bit higher. Um, but I do want to talk about Allen Robinson a little bit more. Um, I mean, this guy has produced every single year with, you know, playing with Blake Bortles and Mitchell Trubisky for the majority of his career. I mean, we talked about Nick Foles, who is one of the bottom 10, uh, for sure, one of the bottom 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, and he is still going to be by far the best quarterback that Allen Robinson has ever played with. Um, so I think Allen Robinson is going to have another breakout year. 
Um, and he's going to emerge uh, as a top 10 wide receiver this upcoming season to the people who don't have him ranked as that. Um, so we both really like Allen Robinson. Um, so Chase, who do you have one spot higher coming in at eight? Uh, for me, I got Chris, God- Chris Godwin. You talked about him earlier. Um, look, he's still with. I'm ta- I'm telling you, some of these some of these uh, wide receivers, they have bad quarterbacks, but they're still able to make those plays and get downfield and get the yards. Look, Chris Godwin last season with Jameis Winston throwing upwards, uh, uh, throwing 30 interceptions last season. Um, Godwin was still able to rack up 86 receptions, 1,333 yards, nine touchdowns, um, and with that like I talk about for a lot of these guys I've talked about before, um, the quarterback play has been averaged to subpar. And uh, for Chris Godwin, definitely subpar. Um, look, I'll tell you, Jameis Winston is not the answer for any franchise. Yes, he throws a lot of touchdowns, but there's a trade-off there, and there's that catch of those interceptions. And it's he, he's an unreliable quarterback, but with receivers like he was able to have last season, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, you talked about how he was able – Godwin had a better stat line last season than Evans, but Evans does battle through injuries a lot. Um, but look, Jameis Winston – uh, throwing a lot of interceptions, Godwin's still able to make those plays. And when you when you see God when you see quarterback play this bad, and you see this kind of stat line, you know that he's a good wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with your assessment of Jameis. I mean, um, he is certainly one of the more talented guys in the NFL. I mean, he was the number one uh, pick in the freaking draft. So, uh, but that being said, I mean, the way he played, there's a reason nobody wanted him to be their starting quarterback this year. Um, and there's a reason he's sitting as a backup on the Saints. So um, for me coming in at number eight, I have Keenan Allen. Um, and Allen is a guy that, you know, has been a beast as far as consistency, um, over 1,000 yards uh, for a ton uh, of the seasons he's been in the NFL. Um, last year, even though Phillip Rivers was not playing very great, uh, he still was pushing for uh, 1,200 yards, finished one yard shy. Um, and you know, Keenan Allen is a guy who doesn't really score touchdowns. Uh, that's going to bring him down for me. He only had six on the year. Um, but that being said, this is a guy that catches a lot of balls and, uh, he has consistently been in the top 10 of yards every single season. So, uh, for that, he is uh, also a great route runner for that. He's my number eight wide receiver. Yep. And for me coming in. Um, I got Amari Cooper on the Dallas Cowboys. Also, um, quarterback play. Here's the thing with Dak. Um, I think that with Dak being their quarterback, it helps, but it also doesn't help. Um, and you got Zeke in the backfield. And with that offensive line, it's hard to go away from that running game. Um, that And with Zeke, I mean, I don't know. He, the guy's kind of a head case, to be honest with you. Um, but... With that being said, Dak's still able to throw the ball uh, to Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, 79 receptions, 1,189 yards, um, and eight touchdowns last season. So Dak's still able to find in the ball. I wouldn't say Dak is a top five or six QB in the, in the NFL, uh, but he's up there. I mean, it's not like he's a bad QB. It's not like he's a below average QB. Um, he, I'd say he's slightly above average to average. Um, he's overrated a lot, um, and he has a lot of time to throw in the pocket with all those great offensive linemen that he's got up front blocking for him. And that also opens up the run game for Zeke, and it gives Amari Cooper time to get open, Michael Gallup, and now C.K. Lamb. Um, 
So you should see a lot more production from the uh, Cowboys this season with Mike McCarthy uh, coming in for their new head coaching job over Jason Garrett because he cannot seem to get a better season than 8-8. Eight and eight. And I think it's going to elevate Dak's game, which is going to be good for the Cowboys, um, but also not good because he's going to want more money. Uh, but look, with with all the guys around Dak, Dak should be able to make things happen, and that's why. And Amari Cooper, um, he's a great wide receiver. We saw it at the end of the season for the Cowboys. So, uh, well, you know, we'll see. Uh, but I'm excited to see what the future holds for the Dallas Cowboys and Amari Cooper. Yeah, so Cooper didn't make my list. I mean, uh, you know, he is certainly. You can make the argument that he's the best route runner in the NFL. I mean, um, I would argue, you know, maybe a guy like Keenan Allen or uh, you know one of the top guys, Devonte Adams, maybe. Um, or Tyree Kill, but you can certainly make the case. And the, the, the killer for me with Cooper is the inconsistency. I mean, he's been a guy who has these weeks um, who, where he can get uh, absolutely shut out um, and, you know, catch three passes for 15 yards. I mean, he's had those types of weeks. Um, uh, but for me, at number seven, I have OBJ. I mean, OBJ, he had a down year last year. I mean, we can all uh, agree. I mean, only uh, barely above 1,000 yards as a receiver, even uh, averaging um, the third most targets in the NFL. Um, And his catch rate was only 55.6%, and that is absolutely awful. I mean, the next lowest guy on my list was Allen Robinson, all the way up at 64%, um, and he has Mitchell Trubisky throwing in the ball. Uh, So that's, I mean, going to be a major problem for him. Um, But I think OBJ, like you said, is going to have a huge bounce back season this year. and, you know, I really expect him to get back into that tier of, you know, maybe a top, definitely a top seven or eight wide receiver in the NFL. Um, and that's why he comes in here. But Chase, who do you have coming in at number six? Yeah, look, I got Tyreek Hill. Um, I don't know about you, but I know that this guy is an elite wide receiver in the NFL. Um, I want to take a look back to 2018, his stat line in 2018, because there's a drop off there and I will explain to you why. Um, look, 2018, you know, Tyreek Hill, 87 receptions, 1,479 yards and 12 touchdowns. So if you look at that stat line, then you look at 2019 and then you see 58 receptions, 860 yards, four and, uh, seven, seven touchdowns. Um, there's a drop off there and people may say, yeah, well, he's not that great. Well, actually, if you look at the chiefs offense, a lot of players stepped up, uh, Damian Williams, look. He played amazing at the end of the uh, at the end of the season. Um, then you also look you have Sammy Watkins, Miko Hardman. Um, so they added a ton of weapons around them. Um, so that took away from Tyreek Hill, and Tyreek Hill was the center of that Chiefs wide receiving core in 2018. Then you jump to 2019, and they just they just blow up the NFL. Um, it's an offense like we've never seen before, and with the speed that Tyreek Hill has, it, it's not his only weapon. Um, his route running is unbelievable. He can return kicks. There was there were some hiccups with him returning kicks, but when he gets into space. He's dangerous, and I would watch out. Um, you know, he's also he's also a decoy. Uh, he, he plays a lot of decoy in the Chiefs offense to get other guys open like Miko Hardman underneath. Um, he'll run those deep posts, those deep outs, um, and even, even, even go routes. Um, that frees up the safety. He can block, too. Um, get, and, that get, and that gets his other speedy wide receivers into space. Um, and that's why the Chiefs offense is so dangerous. But that drop-off in stat line is not because he's bad. It's because he's still good. And still putting up 860 yards um, 
in a season with only 58 receptions, that's still great considering all the talent that you have around him. And that means he's still getting open. Yeah. So um, I also have Tyree Kill at number six. You know, the speed definitely, I mean, makes him a great wide receiver. But obviously, like you said, the numbers were down last year. Uh, but, you know, he only he missed four games. Uh, and that's always that's going to be a problem. Um, he's never a high uh, target guy and never a high catch guy. I mean, only 58 catches to versus a guy like Michael Thomas at 149. Uh, so, you know, he's never going to be a high catch guy. But, um, you know, when he catches the ball, he makes the most out of it. Uh, obviously, having Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback is definitely going to help you. Um, but uh, I think this guy is super special. And he's going to keep being a top six, seven wide receiver in the league. Um, as long as he has Patrick Mahomes on his team, because, you know, that's a real big uh, boost. If he had a guy like Trubisky as his quarterback, you know, he would be terrible because Trubisky is not a guy who's going to be able to hit him deep um, versus a, Mahomes is. But, you know, Tyreek Hill, that's not to take anything away from him. He's still a special player. Um, and, you know, he's a top six wide receiver in my book. Yeah, I mean, I want to touch on Tyreek Hill more. Look, the guy's just an all-around beast, and next season we're going to see even more, I believe. Um, they're relying a lot on a lot of these other weapons who I think actually are actually going to fold. Sammy Watkins, don't expect to see the same guy next season. Um, he's going to drop off. He's getting up there a little bit in age. Yeah. Um, but Miko Hardman, man, he's a young star, and he's basically a Tyree Kill, just a tad slower. Uh, but moving, actually moving into my number five, I got De Devontae Adams from the Green Bay Packers. Um, and if you look at this guy, he battles injuries, all right? He's never played a complete season. Or actually, that's not true. Excuse me. He's played two complete seasons. Um, but with that being said, he, he's, he's at times unreliable. Um, he gets injured. Like last season, he was out with a foot injury, only played 12 games. But if you look at his stat line, he was still able to put up great numbers. And, and Aaron Rodgers, he likes to get this guy the football. Um, missing four yeah. games, he still had 83, 83 receptions, 997 997 yards, and five touchdowns. Um, look, by far, this guy is the number one uh, target for the Green Bay Packers. Um, look, he has some other weapons around him, um, but he was just shy of a one of, of above 1,000-yard season. Um, and some of these guys on here, they may not all have one, up, upwards of 1,000, but w look, they miss games, and even when you're cl as close as Devontae Adams did with with with, uh, with missing four games this season, dang! If he had played a whole season, just imagine what he could have done. Uh, he could have got those numbers way up. And I know he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't get those numbers way up. But he, if if he had played a full season, it would have been great. Um, but no, the Packers they rely on this guy, but almost, at times they almost rely on him too much. And this is why I think Aaron Jones is such a key part of this Packers offense because he's going to take all the weight. He's going to he's going to take some of the weight, not all of it, off of Devontae Adams. Because um, like I said earlier, Aaron Rodgers likes to get this guy the ball. Uh, Eighty-three receptions and only and, and missing four games. So look, Devontae Adams, he's a great wide receiver. Um, in my opinion, he might be a tad overrated, but he can still make the plays when needed. Yep. Um, I also have Adams at five. Like I said, I think he might be the best route runner in the league. And, you know, it, it really shows how good he is because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a very picky guy uh, when it comes to his wide receivers. He doesn't like to target anybody below uh, a very good wide receiver. Um, and Devontae Adams is that. I mean, this guy funnels him the ball. And, you know, that's why he's going to be an absolute beast this upcoming season. I mean, the numbers are down. He only played 12 games. Uh, but in those 12 games, he was awesome. Um, 
and you know, I mean, it's going to be a very good season for Devontae Adams, and he's going to keep being a top five wide receiver in the NFL. Um, and, you know, let's move on to Chase. I think we have the same guy, number four. Who do you have at number four? I got Mike Evans. So here's the thing yeah. about Mike Evans. He's also able to put up great numbers despite missing some games and lackluster quarterback play. Um, 2019 stats, 67 receptions, upwards of 1,000 yards, 1,557 yards. Um, oh, 1,157 yards, excuse me, um, yeah. and eight touchdowns. Uh, missing games too. So look, here's the thing about this guy. If he same same deal with Devontae Adams. Um, Devontae Adams, he missed games, but he's still able to put up great numbers. And the Buccaneers, they don't like to get the ball. They like to get the ball to Mike Evans, but they don't. But uh, Jameis Winston does not like to get it to Mike Evans as much as he does to Chris Godwin last season. Um, and that's partially because of injuries, but. With that being said, Mike Evans is still an unbelievable wide receiver. Um, his route running is unbelievable. Um, look, I'm telling you, this coming season, too, with Brady, um, Brady's he's a little bit inaccurate. He's washed up. He's old. Um, but he can still get the football to his players, and I expect big things from Mike Evans coming this season. And he'll take a jump on my list um, if he can improve from last season, with even with injuries or without. Yep, so I also have Evans at four. I'm a big Mike Evans fan. Um, I feel like, you know, there are people who think Godwin is a better receiver. I'm not in that tier yet. Um, you know, Godwin is very young, only at 23 years old. But Mike Evans is too. He's sitting at 26 years old, um, basically in the prime of his career right now. And, you know, this is a guy who has never had less than 1,000 yards in his career um, in a single season. So I think having Brady is going to, you know, he might not get to 1,000 yards this season just because, you know, he's not a great fit with Brady. You know, Brady is not, uh, you know, the guy who's going to target the deep guys down the field just like Jameis is. Uh, but that being said, I still think Mike Evans is going to be uh, at, at least as good as a football player as he was last year, so, even if the stats don't say it. Wait, tell me why Tell me why you have Mike Evans in your list, who's upwards of 1,000 yards each season, and you have OBJ who's upwards of 1,000 yards each season, but does not make your top 10 wide receivers list, even at the bottom. Wait, OBJ? I had OBJ at seven. Oh, excuse me. All right. Anyways, jumping <laughs> up to number three. I thought I thought you didn't say you had him. Anyways, sorry. I got confused with somebody else. Number three, I got Julio Jones from the Atlanta Falcons. And another guy who the coaching the coaching is very questionable over on over in Atlanta. Um, look, I I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just tough to tell. Um because with Matt Ryan, he's a great quarterback. Their offensive line isn't great. Their running game isn't great. But now they got Todd Gurley, which will help. But Todd Gurley is not the same Todd Gurley we saw at the beginning of the year when the Rams went to the Super Bowl. Um, but he still, he still can run the ball. He still can make some plays. Um, but look, Matt Ryan, I mean, he's just so questionable. He's old, um, blew a Super Bowl, but that's partially due to the coaching too. Um, but Julio, no doubt, still a great wide receiver. Why? That's why he's making my list at number three. Uh, he's able to make plays. He's able to. He's a big guy. He can run short routes. He can run medium routes. He can run long routes. Uh, swipe hands at the line, dude. I'm telling you, this guy can do it all. Um, and that's why he's making my list at number three. Absolutely. I mean, I have Julio at number three. Also, I mean, Julio has been super uh, consistent, and uh, you know. 
uh, I think we could see Matt Ryan maybe take a step back this year. He is getting up in age, but you know, Julio Jones is a guy that's going to prolong Matt Ryan's career um, because of how much of a freak he is. Um, but you know, Julio's age is something that we, not this season, but you know, in the future, it's something that we have to look at. He is the oldest wide receiver on this list. Um, he's going to be turning 31 before the season starts. And, you know, 31 is kind of what historically for wide receivers is kind of 31 years old is your, your last year um, in your prime. And then you start to fall off. So um, I think this is, might be one of the last opportunities to see uh, an absolutely awesome Julio Jones. Um, but I think he's going to be great for that Falcons team and, you know, just an awesome wide receiver. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to jump up to number two for me. Um, I got DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and the fact that I just can't believe that uh, the Texans would ever do this trade. But if you look at DeAndre Hopkins going to Arizona – for Kyler, I mean, the, there are so many pluses for him. I mean, this is going to make him look so much better. Stat line's going to look so much better. Because um, last season, he had decent wide receivers, but they weren't great. Um, but, I mean, coming this year, I mean, you're adding, in my opinion, the second best wide receiver in the league. Um, look, I mean, Kyler, I mean, he's going to win some MVPs in his career with DeAndre Hopkins on his team. Hopkins is going to make him look so good. I mean, you're going to see Kyler's play improve so much because Hopkins, when Kyler extend those play, extends those plays, it's going to be just like when Deshaun Watson does, and DeAndre Hopkins knows how to get open during that time and uh, during that point of time. So with this, Kyler's game is going to be upgraded. The, the, the whole Cardinals organization is going to be upgraded. There aren't really any cons in this trade. The only con, honestly, you lost. I mean, the picks are sort of important. But, I mean, you added the second-best wide receiver in the league and you gave up a washed-up running back, David Johnson? I mean, for the second-best wide receiver in the league? I mean, like, come on. So, I mean, Arizona, I mean, they just they just knocked it out of the ballpark with this trade. Um, and, I mean, this is just going to upgrade their team so much. Because, um, I mean, last season, the Super Bowl runner-ups, the 49ers, they played them tight each time, right? They played them tight. I mean, away, they, they, Jimmy Garoppolo won the, won the 49ers that game on Halloween night in Arizona. Um, but, look, the, the, the Cardinals were there the entire game. The entire game, they were there. Then you come back to Levi's Stadium when the Cardinals come to San Francisco, um, and they play them tight again. I mean, they were killing them in the first couple in the in the first quarter and a few minutes into the second. And then the 49ers started to find their groove. And then, as we know, on the final play of the game, it was a small wheel route to Jeff Wilson Jr., who strolled into the end zone for the 49ers win. But the Cardinals, underrated team for their record, and they're playing in the toughest division in football, in my opinion. Um, so this is going to really upgrade their game and keep them in the, in the race um, for the division in a couple years. I don't think division this year. Um, they're going to have to work out some kinks now because there's no preseason. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, this is just a perfect situation for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, so DeAndre Hopkins is coming in my list at number two. Yep, I also have DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, this guy has probably the best hands in the NFL. Um, you know, 104 catches last year, uh, over 1,100 yards. Um, and you know, Hopkins, I do expect his numbers to come down because when he was playing for the Texans, the Texans are a team that loves to throw the football and, you know, it it makes sense. I mean, they have one of the few elite guys in the league with Deshaun Watson. Um, but the Cardinals aren't going to throw it as much because, you know, even though they don't have a great O line, um, they had success running the ball, 
uh, last year, which with even with David Johnson before he got hurt, uh, that that offense, that spread offense, made him look decent. Um, and you know, Kenya Drake was awesome once he got there. So I think that this is a team that's going to run the football more, um, which is going to make Hopkins' numbers come down. But at the same time, he's not going to regress at all as a football player. Um, he's still going to be play like the top two wide receiver that he is. Um, and, you know, uh, he's going to be great for Kyler Murray, like you said. But um, let's move on to Michael Thomas, who we both have a number one. Um, yep. I mean, if you looked at this guy's stats, it is absolutely insane. I mean, 149 receptions. The second highest guys were Keenan Allen and DeAndre Hopkins sitting at 104. I mean, this is absolutely crazy. Uh, the yards, league leader at 17.25. The second highest was Julio Jones, who was under 1,400. That is game-breaking ability. Um, the catch percentage, over 80%. The second highest guy on this list is Chris Godwin at 71. Um, so you look at the stats all around. It's amazing. Uh, for Michael Thomas. I mean, we're not going to see a stat line like this again this upcoming season uh, just because they did add Emmanuel Sanders, who's, I mean, he's getting later in his career, but he's still going to be uh, a good number two wide receiver. Uh, and, you know, he's going to take some of those catches away from Michael Thomas, but Thomas is still going to be uh, a, a unguardable wide receiver. You know, he's going to be 27 this upcoming season. And, you know, Thomas last year was a guy that, the Saints really relied on to get a lot of their passing attempts. I mean, think about it. Uh, you know who the defense is trying to shut down, and that's Michael Thomas. I mean, every time the Saints throw the ball, you have to look at this guy because who else are you going to look at? I mean, Jared Cook, he's an average tight end. Um, Traquan Smith, no, at wide receiver. Ted Ginn, no. Um, you know, it, it, was, it was just really um, – he just carried that entire passing game. Uh, and, you know, that it's, it's going to be – more spread out a tiny bit because Emmanuel Sanders is there. But uh, it, Michael Thomas is still, I think, the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Look, if somebody's telling me that Julio Jones is better than Michael Thomas, come on. Look, like you said, Michael Thomas' stat line, I mean, this guy is just unbelievable. I know he's Drew Brees, but still, 149 receptions, just shy of 150 receptions on a season? I mean, like, he hasn't even had a, he hasn't had a, season, a season below 1,100 yards in his, 137 yards in his career. I mean, yeah. and he's averaging more he averages more than – for his entire career, entire career, even as a rookie, he's averaged more than 11 yards a reception, okay? Yeah. I mean, this is just number one wide receiver in the re league written all over it. I mean, he has just carried this Saints team, like you said, Tyler. You pretty much said it all. I mean, there's no way that this guy is not the best, uh, the best receiver in the league. I mean, nine touchdowns, yes, but he's still – you have to remember, he has Alvin Kamara on his team. Um, and Drew Brees is a great passer, and he has other guys. He, like you said, Jared Cook, average tight end, but he still gets stuff done, right? So, I mean, this Saints team, dude, I'm telling you, I mean, they are dangerous coming in the next season, but you never know. I mean, every single playoffs, something happens. Like last season, Kirk Cousins had the, had the throw of his life, completed it downfield to Thielen, and they threw a goal line fade, which was an arguable push-off, but they still got the call and got in. 
um, and the Minneapolis miracle, of course, the PI against the Rams. I mean, this, this team is just so unlucky. But this could possibly be the year, but they have a history of bad luck in the playoffs. Um, but n- nothing is stopping Michael Thomas next year, I can assure you that. And like you said, every time they're going through to a pass play, you've got to look at Michael Thomas. Um, he's obviously their number one target. Uh, you can just look at his stat line and ask Drew Brees himself. He'll be like, yeah, Michael Thomas for sure. Um, but look, yeah, no, I mean, this Michael Thomas, no doubt, number one wide receiver in the league. Um, his throwing is kind of bad. He had one attempt, negative nine yards, but he's a receiver, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, no, this guy's he's a great wide receiver. Um, still young, too. I mean, still young, going into his fifth year in the NFL. Um, uh, look, 6'3". I mean, that's a great wide receiver height. Run, he can run the slants. He can run deep routes. He can do it all. I mean, this yeah. guy's just I mean, so this... versatile. He's so good. Um, so that's what I got to say. But 100% number one wide receiver in the league. Yeah, he can totally play all over the field. I mean, it's very even with his production, um, whether it's in the slot or it's out wide. Um, he can do it all. And, you know, like I said, the numbers are going to be deflated a little bit this year. Um, he's not going to put up a, a stat line like this uh, probably ever again um, because it was historic. And um, because, you know, Kamara did miss time. And, you know, when he comes in, he is uh, going to take up a lot of those targets and a lot of those receptions because he is one of the better receiving backs in the league. Um, and then I, I said Emmanuel Sanders is coming in. Um, and, you know, Michael Thomas, but I, th- I still think he's the best wide receiver in the league. Um, and I just want to point out how ridiculous an 80, over an 80% catch rate is. I mean, when Drew Brees throws this guy the ball, he's catching it over four out of five times. That is ridiculous. Um, and, you know, that's stuff we haven't seen from a wide receiver before. Um, and, you know, one thing before we go that I do want to point out is that um, I think it was two weeks ago, uh, ESPN made a survey of their top 10 receivers. I just wanted to point out some interesting things. Uh, it's pretty average until we get up to OBJ all the way at, up at number four. Um, I feel like that's a little too high for him right now. But, you know, that Odell Beckham is still one of the better wide receivers in the league. And then, you know, Julio Jones at one, which I completely disagree with. Um, and like you said, I, I think Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in the league. I mean, what does this guy got to do to impress the guys around the league that he's the best know. receiver? I mean, does he have to, does he have to go for 2000 yards? I mean, what does he, what else does he have to do to prove he's the best? I couldn't tell you, dude. I mean, look, there's no doubt ever. In my mind, there's absolutely no doubt he's the best wide receiver in the league. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I, I don't see how anybody could say that Julio's better. I'm um, just looking at his stat line. Uh, Michael Thomas is insane. Uh, just shy of uh, just shy of 150 receptions, dude. I mean, just somebody shut up those people who are freaking telling me that Julio's better. I mean, come on. Yeah, but it's like I don't get it um, because those are people inside of the league. Those are people who uh, are around the league on different teams um, as far as coaching staff and players. Um, but when you're preparing for a game against the Falcons, I mean, you still have to worry about, you know, last year you had to worry about Austin Hooper. You had to worry about Calvin Ridley. Um, you had to worry about Devonta Freeman. Out of, I mean, he's not in the league anymore, but um, you have to worry about Todd Gurley this year. And, you know, it just doesn't make much sense to me that, uh, that when you go up against the Saints, who else are you looking to, you know, who else are you looking to, shut down out of the game besides Michael Thomas. There's not that Calvin Ridley. Um, yeah, there's huh. not that Austin Hooper, uh, who was pretty good last season. So um, all it is is Jared Cook and Ted Ginn 
and Kamar out of the backfield. I mean, that is it. Um, and, you know, Michael Thomas, we both agree that he's the best wide receiver in the league. Um, and that's going to do it for today's episode of the Two-Way Podcast, and we will see you later.